As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Three billionaire playboys. One, but also sometimes two lowly entrepreneurs. One chance to hit the big bucks. If you've seen Dragon's Den or Shark Tank, this is the same as those. But not similar enough to constitute any sort of legal action. This is Rat's Nest. Welcome to Rat's Nest. It's the only podcast hosted by three multi-billionaire playboys. It's a show where lowly entrepreneurs pitch their business and product ideas in exchange for our big money and our cash dollar bills. I am Sherman Michael Shunk, and these are my biggest dollar bad boys. I'm talking about Jeremiah St. Baby. Woo, Sherman, cash and carry me all the way to the bank, please. How you doing? And I'm talking about Hank Ass. I'll tell you how I'm doing after this. Sherman, open carry all the way to the bank. I'll have what I'm having. The contents of the vault. I'm I'm robbing <laughs> banks again. I'm Good back on my you. BS. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's how you started your wealth. I mean, I got it from my parents. Then I lost it. Then I borrowed some from my older brother, Zeus. He made a big deal out of paying him back. So I robbed a couple banks. The billionaire bandit strikes again. Rob them if you got them. These banks are just asking to have their money taken from them. You know how they say you get the job when you feel like... You don't even need the job. The moment you don't need it, it sort of clicks in. You get mm-hmm. the girl when you're not trying so hard. Mm-hmm. That's that's the same with robbing banks. If you walk in and mm-hmm. they know you need the money, you're stressed, you're yep. sweating, you know, you're stumbling <laughs> over your words. They don't, they don't take you seriously. But if you Hell. walk in there like, I've already got a billion dollars, but I like what's in the vault <laughs> to add to my little nest egg, they're kind of like, wow, what is this guy's true motive? Right. What's going on here? Because you keep them guessing, and, yeah. you know, they hit the silent alarm, which, you know, you already know. Name a more crazy thing to experience than you just trip the silent alarm. You're like, oh, thank God. I hope he doesn't find out. And then I'm leaning over there. I pull up my balaclava to re- reveal my full face, mm-hmm. and I say, tripping a silent alarm much? <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, he doesn't care? Wow. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, back on Billionaire my BS. bandit. Why the heck are you so jacked up today, Sherman? You're like a guy who just had a dang espresso. Well, I had an espresso. So, oh, asked that. and answered. <laughs> yes. 
And Good also stuff. a second thing is also pissing me off because you, because espresso pisses me off, as you know. Lay it on us. I don't know if you heard. A friend of ours, Elon Musk, is hosting S and Fing L. Yes. Mm. SNL? F me. Fuck me. You're you're pissed off about this. I've never yeah, seen you so off. hot around the collar. You've got your I'm looking at you over Zoom. Your shirt is off. You're beating your chest like Mark Wahlberg in fear. Making a bruise that you're gonna blame on someone else. You're 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 like a gorilla. You're pacing the room. You're slamming your fists against the wall. You filmed yourself at a weird angle, and it's all sort of greens and browns, and like it's on a GoPro, like you're in it a nineties like surve- like surveillance music video. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're, you're in a you're you're wrapping your arms in a fleshy straight jacket. Sherman, cool it, buddy. Yes, I'm pissed off, and I won't cool it. And I wish that you guys would be as heated about this as I am, because guess what? This guy doesn't deserve this shit. You know how hard the rest of us billionaires have been working to get our shot on SNL? You don't just walk in SNL and we got this guy. (sighs) I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And I'm sorry to our listeners. I know this is inside baseball, as they say, but this guy doesn't deserve it. Are you kidding me? We all know a thing or two. Yeah. Jeremiah, take it away. For the listener, I guess Elon, who we know and, you know, and love, you know, he's got the space thing going. Love to. Yes, we feel like he's jumping the queue. I guess Lorne and everyone at uh, 30s Rock wanted to have him on on SNL. uh, Yeah, not to be confused with our favorite Sirius XM. Uh, music station, 30s, 30s Rock, rock yes. <laughs> which is about four or five songs that could be deba- debatably called <laughs> the uh, first ever rock songs. Rock songs, exactly. Well, sort of you four got or five little sort of, uh, you know, <laughs> little jaunty numbers banged out on a keyboard. And, yeah, and exactly. A, and yeah. But what yeah, I like exactly. about it is that, you're, you know, no matter what time of day you tune in, you're going to hear one of your favorite four songs. Yeah, you're going to hear My Baby's a Rootin' Tootin' Steamboat Gal. Right. <laughs> they call rock. We're yeah. not sure about that. It's more well, like Irvin Berlin, Irvin Berlin was the, de- the devil's music way in his day, you know, and that was That's around right. then, I'm sure, if you want to not Google it. That's right. You'll, I'll never forget the footage we saw of Irving Berlin uh, pounding out um, a penny for my thoughts. <laughs> uh, the price must be going up, uh, in brackets. Uh, yeah. his, his, uh, his dainty little ode to sharing. And we saw, there's that grainy old YouTube video of that, and he's just getting peppered with bras and panties. Exactly. He was a living legend. And then, and then he stops during the bridge while he's singing, uh, oh, I, I fear the day when a nickel's <laughs> what it'll cost. <laughs> a penny, a penny for my thoughts. Uh, and, and then he pauses midway through the bridge to bite the head off a bat. To bite the head off a bat. Yep. Well, that yeah, that's rock and that's, roll. That's rock and that, roll was yeah. born, and that's always been rock and roll. That comes from Rachmaninoff, the composer from ages ago, yeah. who used to eat bats. And bat is a delicacy, we all know. That's right. And, People uh, going absolutely yeah. apeshit during Rachmaninoff, and of course, uh, his competitor, Rolmaninoff, and the that's two right. of them joined forces to create rock and roll. One Rock of the greatest, roll, exactly. uh, greatest tag team music tag teams of all time, and briefly the exactly. coolest WWF tag team. I'll never forget those two that too. aging yes. composers yeah. he- dragging their hundred year old <laughs> bodies into the ring to go at the Nature Boy Ric Flair and Hulk Hogan. But to put a little bow on this uh, wonderful t- tangent, we're mad at Elon Musk because you know the three of us are big players in the billionaire improv scene. Uh, you two especially have been doing mm-hmm. classes at Billionaire UCB, 
and billionaire mm. I.O., respectively. That's right. Billionaire Improv Olympics yep. six-month intensive. But Elon Musk did none of this. He's never... No. We've never... We've invited him to classes. Yes. He's never come. He's never put penny one into the billionaire improv scene. Nor has he come exactly. out to support. He does not yeah. support billionaire live comedy. And this guy does one freaking drop-in free workshop on a Tuesday, and all of a sudden he's he's on top of the world. you got to be joking me. you got to be it's kidding crazy. me. It's uh, crazy. It's yeah. not fair. It's not cool. You know, we understand the ethos of billionaire yes and. You start a scene and you say, mm-hmm. I'm a billionaire at a hockey rink. You say, yes, yeah. and I'm a billionaire who uh, made the sticks. And would you like yes. new ones? And then you start a scene from there. There you go. Elon Musk epitomizes no but. Where you might start a scene with him where you say, uh, oh, all of these guys are trapped in this collapsed mine. And he'd say, no but, you're a pedophile. And he'd start sort of like that kind of a thing. And it blocks the whole scene. It's a terrible. This is not the first time that he's cut our grass. And, you know, it's so rich that he's into comedy now, quote unquote, when he rejected our group proposal to put a comedy club on Mars. You're going to Mars anyways. What do you think people are going to want to do he's there? Going to Mars. That's it. I'm going to shrink myself down with our honey. I shrunk the kid's shrink ray and crawl up his ass and live in his eyes <laughs> and talk to and talk to Grimes and, and drive and drive her mad. I'm going to push Grimes over the edge. Well, I can't wait to hate watch this episode. I'm infuriated, and you know, now I saw him online today, and he's you know he's crowdsourcing ideas. He's 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 live tweeting from the writers' room, and he's saying, "Hey, I'm in the." SNL writers room pitching skits. Does anyone have any skit idea for me? And I'm like, skit? It's called a sketch. You gotta respect the nomenclature. I was on I was on a billionaire mod team through billionaire UCB. Yeah, it's sketch comedy. You call it skit comedy, you might as well be doing community theater. You wanna do community theater? Go live and go go shack up at the rec center in your nearest small town because we're doing billionaire mod to a dwindling crowd and we're and we do billionaire UCB style where we do we follow the same rules every sketch so the sketches get less and less surprising and by the end you're very bored but you have to admit there's a technical proficiency that has replaced the, the surprise and joy we used to associate with comedy now it's like a technical skill it's like making a sink does it work does it work does the sink run water then it's a sketch it's an assembly line god damn it we're pumping this stuff out do you laugh it doesn't matter if you're laughing it isn't about the laughs at the end of the day it's not about the laughs it isn't about the laughs it's about who's on stage, and it's about supporting your teammates, and it's about being a billionaire, and it's about do, going through the motions, frankly, and waiting your turn. This guy's crowdsourcing on, on Twitter for new ideas. You fool. There's no new ideas in this system. What are you, out of your goddamn mind? Take what's given to you, punch it up, have your ideas denied, do the sketch as it was written 50 years ago. That's right. That's billionaire second city is nice. And move on Thank with you. your life and move on to level move three. On move life. on to level you know, four. He did pitch a premise online. This is real. And I, this is the last thing I'll say. He wrote baby shark plus shark tank combined to make baby shark tank. All right. I mean, I can, yeah. So that's pretty funny. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back with our entrepreneur of the week. We took a little ice cold shower bath together <laughs> to cool yes. ourselves off. We're cooled after off. That heated conversation. We were molten. We were molten. 
And uh, we're ready for our entrepreneur. Entrepreneur, are you ready? I sure am. Okay, great. Everyone, please welcome Steve M.D. Thank you. It's so uh, nice to be here uh, near you, uh, billionaire boys. Oh, good. Coming in with a worship. Um, I should start by telling you that I'm looking for a $10 million investment. Uh, those are dollars in exchange for 15% of my company. Okay, modest proposal. It's the first time in history, in all of it, that you can take the laser eye experience home with you to laser your own eyes at home. Look, we've all seen the infomercials for costly laser eye surgery performed at some kind of center or clinique. You see those prices flash up on the screen over the years. $5,000, $2,000, $500. Sure, yeah, the numbers are going down technically, but that's still more than the black book value of my Kia Rondo, I'll tell you that. Who among us has, hasn't watched one of those ads and thought, you know, for that money, I could do that at home. After all, I'm pretty good with a laser pointer. And I have news for you, you're absolutely right. With Steve MD's Home Laser Eye Surgery Kit, you can take your own eyes into your own hands. Now, if you would kindly uh, follow me, I would like to take you on a step-by-step breakdown of how home laser eye surgery is right for you and some of your pets. Oh, I like yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. I broaden the scope too. Not only is it coming into your home, it's coming into, uh, uh, you know, your... your the, the dog house is yeah, coming into your house and the dog house. You know, I'll be in the dog house if I try to give my dog laser eyes. Oh, very Whoa. funny. Now you're doing great, MD. Okay. Let's, uh, yeah. So Let's step one, you take the laser in your hand. Step two, you lay down on a very flat surface. Step three, with your own everyday use scalpel, remove the top layer of your eye and place it somewhere distinct. Step four, take the laser and point it at the weak eye. Step five, use your other eye and look at a mirror facing the weak eye so you can see what you're doing. Step six, look directly at the laser to build your confidence. Step seven, Laser until you feel an almost apocalyptic amount of pressure. Step eight, wrap a bandage around the eye and likely one of your hand as well. Step nine, wait six months before removing the first layer of the bandage. Step 10, wait another eight months before removing the final layer of the bandage. Do not shower in that time. Step nine, gaze upon something beautiful and take in the HD 4K detail. One last step. Sorry, one last step. This is very important. Leave a five-star review on Amazon or else we'll charge for another one. So, If I understand correctly, essentially you're just you're, – you're, you've basically procured mm -hmm. a laser eye surgery um, situation from an actual you know, licensed uh, ophthalmologist or whatever. And you're just basically selling it now to people at home so they can use it themselves. In other words, you haven't dumbed down the process for people at home. You're literally just making them do it themselves. Yeah, well, we've made things a little bit smaller so you can hold it in your own hand. And oh. also, uh, we're, we've equipped them with lithium-ion batteries. So you don't have to be tied down. Is this safe? <laughs> I hate to be the wet blanket of okay. the crew. 
but I just got to know. Okay. Uh, Hank's always, he's, yeah, he's the one who always got to know, oh, is it safe? Yeah. Is it going to harm yeah. somebody? Sherpa Hank. It's Safety Sherpa first, Hank. Hank. Safety first. The two of you just... Hey, we're we're diving kind of guys, you know. Yeah, you we're are. diving kind of guys. And yes, sometimes it, sometimes it costs us an arm and a leg, literally. Sometimes mm. it costs you know a couple vertebrae out of our spines. Mm-hmm. So, Steve MD, I'm wondering, is this safe? You know, I get this all the time. I mean, we have all heard the stories of people who have accidentally, while in a clinic, mind you, uh, had their eyes burned out of their skulls. Um, we do. There are side effects. Okay, I, I'm not gonna sugarcoat this but here's the good thing less than 70 percent of users in our testing facilities complained of uh what can be only be described as a brain burst <laughs> okay, so, okay. <laughs> right. so, holy hell less than 70 yeah, percent uh, less than 70 yeah we, we've been working bad. on getting yeah. that down it's to better than 65 Vegas. but uh and also uh, less than 92 percent though uh reported worse vision or complete blindness. Uh, okay what's the kind of the end user agreement what's to stop me from kind of opening up shop i get one of your your packages here and i just you know start advertising myself as a professional you pay me money me laser you eyeball you know what's what's to prevent me from doing well that said. well said mm-hmm. thank you <laughs> well i think it's pretty clear uh if you read uh, the instructions that you really shouldn't be using this product more than three to four times or you know the, the exposure to the uh to the laser and what I call the cloud that sort of emits around it. Um, kind of the, the particles. Of, yeah, you you can't yeah. really can't be doing that for more than two or three people. So, Steve MD, you, you're you wearing glasses. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's true. That so is you're tr- not, that's a good point. <laughs> so well have you not tested this on yourself, or are you one of the 92% that it didn't work on? Or that it worked too well on? Give me what's going on here. Are you? Are you're not getting high on your own supply? I'll be honest with you. It it worked perfectly. It worked beautifully on my own eyes. Oh. Uh, I just wear these when I need to read text and make out faces. It's unrelated, though. Oh okay. yeah, yeah. I got you. See you. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Great frames, by the way. Thank you. Yeah. May I say also, and I think this is a compliment. Those are the thickest glasses I've ever seen. Yeah. You've got sort of like Hans a... Moleman eyes. Oh. And could I ask you just one more thing about sort of the way you look, which I'm very into? The, uh, I want to say six total inches of scars and scar tissue <laughs> that kind of crisscross your yeah, yeah. <laughs> upper face around your eye area. Yeah. And the sort of what I want to describe as fresh wounds sort of mixed in there. Yeah. And also crust. I want to point out the crust. Yeah. Would this, my impulse is to say it's not related to the laser surgery. It's just sort of something else. Put my mind at ease. I wish I could tell you <laughs> that they're not completely unrelated. The thing is, when you're out there, you're trying to acquire the, you know, uranium and many other materials that, you know, your laser needs. Well, the government isn't just going to hand these over. Like, it's not... Uh, it's not like uh, everyone's James Bond just asking for their government's loose missile. You're describing theft. This is yeah. theft. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're like Doc Brown at the beginning of uh, Back to the Future, part of the movie that we never see, where you stole plutonium from, say, the Libyans. Right. And then the part that we do see is when the Libyans come and they come for their plutonium. 
and they shoot Doc dead in the yeah, street. They shoot him dead. You know, I want to use a different analogy that I feel like might be closer to the truth. <laughs> you said you're not. It, not everyone can be like James Bond. I would point out that maybe, yeah, maybe you're like a villain from the James Bond universe. Yeah, ah, yeah. It's go. because I have a laser, right? I'm one of those James Bond villains. Okay, that, okay that, no, this, he didn't mean any offense by he it. He didn't mean any offense. No. I didn't come here to be stereotyped with lasers. That's no. not... And certainly the scars not, no. The scars have nothing to do with the, with the villain thing either. That's just a very unfortunate coincidence. In fact, some of the scars actually looked very, looked yes. very cool on you, I think. Very powerful. Well, actually, I'll tell you, the one I was uh, practicing on my dog with the, you know, the laser, and uh, he got a hold of it. Um, and he, he started using it right away. And at first it was going very well, but admittedly, uh, this, this, the longest scar is from, uh, you know, a dog's just in precision. Well, this, you know, this connects to, I think an early, uh, company and invention that Sherman was, uh, started up. Yeah. Dog two, the better dog dog too that's right it's yeah see and this is the thing is I, it made me think about how well gosh if he had a if you had a dog too maybe maybe you wouldn't have had at least that scar yeah um you know i'm open to a partnership program are you suggesting you want to get your hands on some of my dog 2.0s i i should have said this right away you you got to practice first on a on a pet yeah and you need a backup pet. You can't make an omelet on the first egg. Yeah, yeah exactly. You yeah. got to crack a couple of chicken coops wide open and obliterate open. the whole kind of gene sequencing line of those chickens. It's yeah. so hard. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to make an omelet. People don't talk enough about, they love to throw that analogy around, but they don't talk enough about just how difficult it is to successfully complete making an omelet. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've yeah. been at it for, you know, how old am I? I, I don't think I can honestly say I've ever made an omelet successfully. Well, Sherman, and I loved your uh, cookbook for Bachelor Single Men. You can't make an omelet, period. Yeah. And it's, it's just not a, it's a, can't be made. It's a bunch of, in, in lieu of recipes, it's just sort of like excuses to give to yourself for why you can't do this and why you shouldn't have to. You're right. a young stud. Period. I love yeah. how, many, how many times you say young, you're a young stud in that book. I'm t- Don't worry about it. You, you know, you got to know your audience, and you got to call. And you got to call them what they are many, many times throughout the book, so that they remember who it is that they are and what they're reading about. It is cool too that you had the only cookbook that was ever uh, banned in the United States of America for right. uh, indecency. Yeah, but you had porno in that book. Once again, you got to know your audience. What do young studs like to look at? They like to look at <laughs> nude young studs. I mean, for a banned yeah. book, it did sell really, really well. Honestly, I don't know what people are complaining about. The The pictures are tasteful. They're hot. Yeah. My favorite page in your book easily is how to make sourdough bread. And then it's just a two-page spread of a couple engaged in hardcore, uh, brutal sex. And then, yeah. with, and then on, the la- on the second page, just a very, in very small font, any questions? <laughs> well, and that's the thing is like, you know, I feel something that I feel like is missing from a lot of books these days, especially these kind of books. That's kind, of, and you know, that my book is as much as as it is a cookbook. It's also a bit of a self help book, and that's a huge market mm. these days. That's it. But I feel like market. a lot of people aren't aren't asking the reader questions. You know, you're reading a book, you're reading a cookbook, and you start having all these questions. When am I going to get to the recipe? When am I going to? How many eggs am I supposed to use here? How about? Why don't you answer questions of mine? Absolutely. I also got to say that it's the only cookbook I've ever seen that has a 
like a fleshlight sort of technology built into the back cover. Yeah. Can I say something weird though? Or can I point out something that I thought was weird? When one of your books got pregnant. Oh. The book got pregnant because a young man, a young stud had spilled his seed into the book and you had, I guess, as a prank or just out of just sort of scientific rigor, you had a fully functioning ovarian system in there, a uterus. I I, uh, honestly, I wish that I could speak on it, but I am, there is a bit of a legal uh, issue going on with, between me and and the young stud in question. Did it come to term? You know, we didn't even hear, we didn't hear much about that. Did it come to term? Again, I cannot say much. I gotta know if the book came to term. Hold on, hold on, hold on. (laughs) What? What's that? No, I what, no, I fed him. I fed him. Oh. Don't feed him twice. All right. Oh, shh. You know what? I know what's Again, going on. Again, I cannot speak. On- Sherman's raising the book, baby. He's raising the book. Sherman's baby. raising the book, baby. Right I'm with my boys. I'm with my boys. I'm sorry. Wow. I don't know if that answers your question, but again, I cannot speak on it. Uh, I'm in deep, deep legal, legal trouble between me and the young stud in question. Okay. Uh, yeah. That's all you got to say. That's a billionaire's you, yeah. wink, really, to say that you're in deep legal trouble with anything. After we ask a That's very pointed the billionaire's question. wink. Well, it's a good book, and if you're listening, go check out. You can't make an omelet. It's on shelves everywhere in adult bookstores. Anyways, Steve, uh, these lasers. Honestly, it sounds like a lot of fun. You did kind of let it slip that the one that you're selling has been known to cause um, brain pop, brain uh, Bra- brain, brain burst. It sounds a lot worse than it actually is, though. So. I don't know. It seems to me that the, that you could make this into a sort of a weapon, like a home defense system. You know. I mean, I, I'm certainly open. I'm going to point out something that I feel like we're all aware of, but call it the elephant in the room, Steve. Um. um I noticed that you have started to sort of pulse and glow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. My assumption is that sort of just unrelated to the amount of laser surgery you've given yourself with this uh, sort of weapons grade technology. But um, just put my mind at ease and tell me that your pulsing and glowing isn't some weird side effect of the laser. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure it has nothing to do with it. I, honestly, I thought you just had like one of those cool gaming PCs and it had cool colors kind of glowing out of it. But then it became very clear in the last couple of minutes that the light was actually emanating from your skin. Bubbling in a sort of Tetsuo, Kaneda, yeah. Akira, yeah. anime kind of yeah, way. Yeah, exactly. Like the surface yeah, of a pizza right. in the oven. I have always been told by my girlfriends that i have a radiant glow okay okay more accurately more pertinent to right now um the 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 laser does emit a cloud as i i had mentioned and even though i've only technically used the laser once it's not going anywhere i mean to be honest this is better than what i expected the answer i was i was worried you were going to say that you're pregnant and that we had insulted you oh man Glowing. It is a, it, yes. It's a it's a glow, but it's a it's kind of a nice glow. Well, speaking of which, we are developing over at Saint Baby Industries um, a tablet that you can give to you know your girlfriend or wife or whoever, and it's sort of a pregnancy test, so that once they do become pregnant, they do emit like a really bright light. We're working on the kinks. You get they get really bright, and you yeah. can't look at your girl. Uh, if she's pregnant, because it's just like looking at the surface of the sun. Well, I can't. I can't look at her anyway. Oh. Oh. Okay. She's right. here. She's somewhere here. Why can't you look at her? I'm not sure if she has a physical embodiment anymore. Had she used the product? Yeah, she was actually the first 
testing unit. So you think that she's become kind of like a Mr. Manhattan kind of situation where she's just dispersed into like atomic form. Oh, Dr. Yeah. Dr. Manhattan, my mistake. Yeah, it pay Mr. the man yeah. his respect. I'm Mr. sorry, Manhattan. I'm sorry. Mr. Manhattan was his father's name. And in front of an MD yeah. as well, I'm so sorry. Right. I'm very sorry. Do you know what's so crazy about Dr. Manhattan? Please. PhD in English lit. <laughs> you gotta be shitting me. You gotta be That's, shitting oh, me. Oh, wow. Can I just say, that guy gets so big. He gets yeah, so large. He can get big. Yeah, he, he gets so get big. big and he gets so blue. Yeah. It is yeah. crazy. And I'm like, you know what, man? Lose the pants. I gave him that idea. Take you the know. pants off. So Steve MD, I'm noticing what I want to describe as sort of two eyeballs and some teeth floating near you, muttering something in your ear. Would I be right to assume that's your wife? Your girlfriend? Well, that must be her. Okay. This is my golden opportunity to capture it. Oh. I'm going to uh, grab a jar. Oh, she's gone. If this is so weird. I don't know why, but I think I might be... I think I might be in to this. I think I'm in. I, I think, think I might in. be in. Weird side effects aside, no, uh, correction. Weird side effects, I think, are, is what I like about this thing, you yeah. know? It seems like a cool opportunity to become sort of like eyes and teeth. Yeah, that's kind of and what I'm thinking. Yeah. billionaires who have done everything and tried everything... It's like, what do you get the guy who's never, who's got it all? You give him an opportunity to become eyes and teeth for a bit. I'm assuming there's a way to undo this unless, uh, tell me, put my mind at ease. Well, put my mind at ease. I am, I am working day and night on a way to undo whatever the hell she's become. Yeah. That's all I needed to hear. That you're that you're thinking about yeah. it. It's these kind of investments that are going to get you to that point. That's going to get your wife back in back in the shape that she once was. In. Absolutely. Well, uh, Steve MD, I think you've got yourself a goddamn deal here. Oh, thanks. I uh, I'm thrilled. I can't wait to pump this money into the company and um, prevent death. But I mean, even as is, you know, the old saying goes, "Ain't broke." Don't fix it. That's right. Yeah. You know what? I'm I'm going to tell you don't sweat it. You got a good product. It's fun. It's billionaire friendly. It's a novel experience. And I'll say to you what I said to uh, my good friend Jeremiah St. Baby when he created the 14 minutes underwater <laughs> a roller coaster experience brought mm. to you by Jeremiah St. Baby. Um anyone who survives is going to call it the thrill of a lifetime and Thank they'll you. never forget it. And you can't make an omelet without breaking a few eggs. Without drowning a couple people going to SeaWorld. Yes, exactly. Thank Jeremiah, you. You can't talk about that yet. You're, you're in court right now. Steve, thanks so much for coming to the nest. Thank you for having me. Uh, thank you. And I want to thank, I want to say thank you to everyone, including myself. I want to thank Jeremiah St. Baby. Woo, cash and carry me all the way to the bank. <laughs> and I want to thank. I really like that one. That's a good catchphrase. And I want to, I want to thank Hank S. If you're robbing banks for the money, give your head a shake. I'm in it for the thrills, baby. I'm in That's it for right. the thrills. And I'm Sherman Michael Shunk. Take the money and fun. No? Okay, I'll keep working on it. And I want to thank Steve Patrick Adams. Thank you, Steve Patrick Adams. You can catch Steve Patrick Adams at stevepatrickadams.com. And also at Steve P. Adams on Twitter. And I want to thank Stefan, our producer. Thank you, Stefan. And I want to thank the listener. Thank you for enjoying the rat's nest, and we hope that you'll come back next week. God bless us, and goodbye.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.